Davis. Garland. I'm telling you, he is a, he's something else. My boy's wicked smart. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Hoops and Cards. Gary here, your host, and I am fresh out of a great Mexican restaurant lunch with my dude, Brad, and uh, absolutely an incredible friend and listener of the podcast from North Canton, Ohio. That's where I'm podcasting from or recording from today. Lots of updates, things to talk about. I uh, have recorded pieces of this, and I'm like, you know what? Let's just do it over, because I I, uh, I want to start by saying thank you, the listener. Thank you, my friends, whether you are in Switzerland or Oregon or you people over there in Michigan, or those of you in my favorite blessed land of Columbus, Ohio, Welcome, basketball card collectors and investors. Friends, I was at my daughter's volleyball game last night. She plays JV varsity ball, and she's good. She's really good. She's the best player I've ever seen. Don't even mess with me. I'm just kidding. I love watching her play. Uh, Another dad and I got talking about, somehow we got talking about sports. NFL season launched last night. Nice job, Patrick Mahomes. They need to get that guy some weapons and get a healthy Travis Kelsey, if you know what I'm saying. If you don't, that's okay, because this is a basketball card podcast. We don't talk Travis Kelsey here, Brad. Laszlo, John, Nate, all you Paolos out there listening, Mike, Michael. I just want to keep saying names till I get to your name. If we were having nachos right now, you and me, You, yeah, you, you listening in your car or as you work out or as you drive or as you sort through your 1986 Fleer basketball set. Mike, yeah, you from the volleyball game last night told me he had a 1986 Fleer complete set, bro. And then he goes on telling me the Jordan rookie is graded by Beckett at BGS 8.5. And I'm like, Guys, I haven't even told Mike that I do this. He doesn't know that I'm into cards at this level and that I do a podcast about basketball cards. Ha! I told him that I did have a Jordan rookie sticker from back when I was 13 years old, maybe 12. You don't care. You don't care what age I was. All you need to know is I ripped the sticker off, pasted it on my basketball workout album, Along with LL Cool J lyrics and inspiring Rocky Rocky Three quotes, maybe Rocky Four too, because I I did not like the Drago dude. Anyway, I I was into sports cards back in those days, but my dude Mike, he's got some serious valuables, some vintage stuff, and maybe today I'll tell him, hey man. Um, If you're really into this, I got a podcast for you. And not just because I like to talk while I drive. Friends, I I had one of you listeners, thank you for this, this, um, number one, reminding me to speak the language of today as I drive. He said, hey, love the podcast. Thank you for keeping it 100. 
And I thought I know what he meant because I do have three teenage kids and I'd heard them say it before. And I said, what do you mean by 100? Uh, and he said, you're real. Like you, you just talk and uh, it's not like scripted and all polished and produced. And I like, I, I can do that. I've got, I've got a studio. I've got the headset. I've got the little filter thing you put over your microphone, you know, got all kinds of editing software. If you want me to talk garage band, I mean, I guess, but I like just talking with you and saying, Hey, yeah, I might be going to a card show tomorrow. Or what do you think of the world cup of basketball? They should maybe call it that officially. And how did Canada and the U S not meet for the championship? Or is it really going to be Germany and Serbia? Am I, am I watching Franz and Bogdan? No, no. Well, maybe I am Laszlo. Maybe I am if you are in Würzburg. And, and by the way, you should be watching. Let's backtrack there for a moment. Franz Wagner is probably one of the most underrated players in the NBA. Now, sometimes we talk about players and it's like, are they ever going to be a big deal in cards? Are they ever going to like reach their full potential as players score? Are they ever going to win a chip? You know, speaking of chips, shout out ponchos. Love the chips with the extra spicy seasoning on them. And the chunky, you guys at this place, they have the regular salsa. But if you order salsa fresca, it's like a pico with chunky, chunky, large heaping chunks of tomato, onion, cilantro that gets stuck in your teeth for three days. Mmm, so good. So good. So I got to talk about it for some reason. But my dude Brad and I were talking about players right now. And, uh, you know, sometimes buying affordable prospects before they bust out. Brad suggested Devin Vassell. And I said, I've heard that name. I like Devin Vassell. I don't like him as much as the Spurs do. And the Spurs matter. Spurs matter. And so does Victor Wembanyama. And so I already liked Vassell, but now to be a guy that can stretch the floor... Uh, they they want the ball in Devin Vassell's hands and they've got a lot of good young players. We'll just see, you know, sometimes these teams stockpile young players and they like to juggle them all instead of really empowering two or three to be guys, the more they play, the better they get. The better they, the better they adjust to the NBA game. You'll see that with uh, Jalen Williams in Oklahoma City, J-A-L-E-N Williams. Uh-huh. That guy got to play a ton in his rookie year, and so he improved over the course of the season. I think he was runner-up of the rookie of the year. And it was good to see Oklahoma City improve, sorry, empower and get behind one of these young guys instead of saying, hey, look at the 18 young players we have that have potential on their bench. I feel like some of those teams like Memphis and the Pelicans need to, instead of saying, hey, we've got six young, talented players maybe trade three of them and uh, empower the other three with better playing time. So Houston Rockets, I hope you're listening. You got that same issue. But seriously, what players uh, in the podcast that I recorded and, uh, you know, would talk to you about with negotiating and, and saying, hey, is it is it the start of buying season for NBA cards? Sure. Am I buying a lot right now? No, 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 not even close. If I was buying, 
I've been saying for a month either to myself and nobody else or to uh, Paul Hickey at nohoffseason.com or to some of you, I would say Shay Gilgis Alexander. He came up at lunch today. Wouldn't that be sweet if you're just sitting there eating nachos and like, wait a minute, is that SGA walking by? Like, hello. Where Aren't you supposed to be in Canada or something? Or wherever the World Cup is. Dude, Shea Gilgis-Alexander was first team All-NBA this year on a Thunder team that made the play-in with a lot of young stud players that could finally all be healthy this year. Chet Holmgren, Jalen Williams, Lou Dort, a lot of other dudes. A lot of dudes. No dudettes, just dudes on that team. And uh, Shea Gildas-Alexander is there for the next, what, four years on a max contract where they're going to take a leap forward with Chet. They're going to be in, like, starting that playoff ladder where they make it to the first round this year, second round next year. Maybe they surprise and get to the Western Conference Finals. That'd be crazy. They have so many assets, though. Oklahoma City could package players and picks and add another piece to that incredible uh, young roster they're building. My point is SGA could average 30-plus again and lead them in a deep playoff run, and everybody might notice and care more, and his cards are lower pop counts than Luca, Trey, Ja, and Zion. Is he the best? Like, will we, in 10 years from now, will we say, man, the best NBA player, the most accomplished player to come out of the draft classes between 2017 and 2023 just might be Shea Gilgis Alexander. I'll just say he's trending up, and I wish I had bought his Prism Silver PSA 10 a month ago when you could find him for less than $400 on eBay. Now you can't find him for less than $500. Although Canada lost, so maybe it'll go down in the next month or two as people, you know, turn their attention to Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. And who's the running back? Bijan? Isn't that like a type of mustard? I don't necessarily follow football as well. I do talk Ohio State and follow guys like uh, Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba C.J. Stroud in the NFL. Shout out to all my Buckeye listeners. Um, And hey, some of you listeners, this past episode, I said, hey, write me, DM me at Hoops and Cards on Instagram and say, Gary, give me my free card. And uh, I even gave you permission to be demanding like that. Give me. Give it to me. Come on. Send me a free rookie. So I sent you, at least five of you, I sent out cards. Maybe more. So you should be getting them this week. Sent one out to Oregon, one to North Carolina, one to Texas. I think there was one to somewhere near Cleveland and one in Chicago. Chicago. Yes, sir. Man, I wonder what you Chicago Bulls fans, I'm just stream of consciousness right now. I've got actual stuff to say, but right now I just want to ramble a bit. If that's okay with you, keep listening. If it's not, just hit that little button on your podcast that says, go ahead 30 seconds or go ahead 15 seconds or press the 2X so Gary talks faster than is humanly possible. But no, are the Bulls ever going to be good again? Aaron, can you answer that? Are the Bulls ever going to be a factor with this lineup? Or they, they need to shake stuff up. Um, Portland, what are you doing with Damian Lillard? Will, will there be any trade package that is worth him when they know they have to deal him? 
Or will a third team get in on the Portland deals Dame to Miami? Uh, I, I care. I really do care. As an NBA fan, I care where Dame ends up because that team has a, a, if they already have a star or two, they have a title shot. They really do. What do you guys think about Christian Wood signing with the Lakers? I think if it was almost any other team, I would have been like, okay, you got Christian Wood. Okay, what's for lunch? Oh, nachos and pico. But it's the Lakers. It's the Lakers. It's a seven-foot-tall guy that can run the court and drain lots of threes and is okay coming off the bench to do it. I think Christian Wood is a great signing for the Lakers. I don't love him as a player, by the way. I don't love him as a Maverick or a Rocket or a Piston. But where he is right now might be perfect. How many how many LeBron driving dish outs to you got Austin Reeves on one side and you've got Christian Wood on the other side and you've got what's the point guard Gabe Vincent up on the wing or at the at the top of the key? That's great. Guys, that looks good. For LeBron to have a bunch of spot up shooters that are knocked down I almost said knocked down drag outs. I don't know what that means. Um, it means they can make jump shots, fellas, in my uh, expert level opinion. And you know, the definition of expert is guy who records podcast on his phone whenever he feels like it. <laughs> or guy who has been to a few card shows and knows how to upload a podcast. I love that you're listening, guys. Um, I'm at this stage where NBA offseason, especially after this World Cup thing is over, it's going to be like we're going, we're going underground. NBA, nobody's going to care about the NBA for six weeks, maybe five. And when they do, they're still not going to really know what they're talking about. Preseason games, injuries, trades, James Harden whining again. Like It seems like we're watching a rerun every year, you know? Uh, some new places for new faces, like Jordan Poole being in Washington. Uh, guys, I, I think Jordan Poole has a chance to make the all-star team and score... 28 a game. I also think he's a very selfish player, but he could be in a position to grow and function on a team that uh, will help him flourish. But I don't see the Wizards as a playoff team. <sighs> I do see him as a as a bargain like most players are. But no, back to Shea Gilgis-Alexander, because that's all I really want to talk about is SGA should have bought, I should have bought, PSA 10s two months ago and a month ago. Right now, some of you sold them and made some money. Love to hear from you or SGA stories. I think there'll be another buying opportunity regarding his cards. I think there'll be another dip in October, maybe into November. And then, yeah. If he's on track for another first team all NBA season, look out. And I see no reason why he wouldn't be. So I also believe with Chet that OKC got some more games on national TV, on ESPN, or on, is it ABC doing Saturday nights? I should know this stuff. I should do my little research before doing a podcast. How dare I broadcast a bunch of confusion to all of you, and you're like, I'm I'm turning into CBS, or I'm watching the Big Ten Network. Where are my Mavericks? Well, I... You'll figure it out. Look at the schedule for this year's 
in-season playoff tournament. I think that could give us some big moments. Chet versus Victor could give us some big burger, 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 could give us some big moments. They schedule those because of young, exciting players like Chet and Victor. But what if other guys on their teams show off during those games and help them become actual playoff contenders? And maybe Victor's a double-double, but Vassell and Keldon Johnson are 25-plus. What if maybe Chet is the defensive enforcer and, you know, he can do some pick-and-roll stuff with SGA, but what if he takes SGA's game to another level where he's averaging 35-8-8 and we're like, oh, he can't continue that into December. Oh, he'll never continue that into January. Oh, he'll never do that. Like, Oh, all of a sudden we're like, he's Luka Doncic, but fun to watch and doesn't whine about every foul call on a team that could actually win some stuff because they don't have Kyrie Irving. Interesting. That's all I'm saying. Personally, I've got a few SGAs. I want more. I do. After this little break, I want to talk to you about negotiating like advice for you, whether you're new at this or you kind of, and during buying season, you want to make sure you're getting good deals. I've got some tips, some uh, don'ts, things to caution you about when it comes to negotiating prices and actually buying cards. So let's take a little break. I'm going to drink some water and uh, might even mention Poncho's Mexican restaurant on Maslin Road. Welcome to the second half of this episode, and uh, I am recording this, I guess it's the morning after I recorded the first part, and uh, uh, just really excited to get back here and wrap this up. I am on my way to a uh, sports card show, my favorite monthly show, here in Hartville, Ohio, small town, but lots of people come out for this thing, and uh, wanted to give you guys some thoughts on as we look at buying season as the NBA and by the way man USA and Canada both losing yesterday and now playing in the uh, bronze medal game against each other wondering if anybody cares what happens here I, I do think it's it's fun to see big names play well and I'm I'm I might watch the replay or at least the highlights of SGA and Anthony Edwards and whatever Dylan Brooks does for fun um But no, when it comes to the next few months, historically, which when I say that, I mean the last two years as I've been doing this and tracking the values of cards, big picture for the most part, NBA basketball cards continue to go down and take a back seat or not as important in people's minds, not as urgent. Guys, this is a hobby that is obsessed with the moment and obsessed with potential. Uh, I like that Cage talked about this, Cage Lawyer, in a couple of his podcast episodes this week about uh, the hobby and how we do we do get thrilled by the next, the shiny new toy, the the Victor Wembanyama, and and the potential is there for sure. So 
basketball is not going to be getting a lot of attention except for whatever drama unfolds with Damian Lillard trade, James Harden, if there's any injuries or any big, uh, you know, any big breaking news that really won't impact all-star performances or playoff runs. But but I, I want to encourage you. Here's a few don'ts. Don't pay the asking price. Always negotiate. Some of you have a plan going in and you're going to offer 75% of the asking price. You're going to offer just under what you might be willing to pay just to negotiate and see. Some people are willing to move off of some of their basketball cards to try to get into something that to them seems more urgent. Whatever it is, Bronny James's first card, I don't know. A lot of a lot of new releases coming out for football and other sports and that's fine. That's great. Good. Uh, but don't pay the asking price. <clears throat> Excuse me. Buyers, you have power. You have negotiating power right now and and I guess you always will. But go in Make, make some offers and negotiate. And some people might tell you, well, don't say the first number, you know, or um, don't make it so obvious that that's the card you want. I don't know if you're into uh, negotiating tactics. I do know one of the things when I go to the card show that I have to remind myself, and I have failed at this more times than I've succeeded. I feel like uh, Dickie Fox from Jerry Maguire. But in life... <laughs> I love my life. I love my wife. And I wish you my kind of success. I don't know. It's movie quotes 101. I I go in and I'm so easily distracted by other cards, other players, other things that I'm like, ooh, I wasn't thinking about that guy, but look, that's a great deal on a Trey Young uh auto. I and, you know, I, I'm, I may not have mentioned Trey Young in the last six months. I know his cards are down. I know there's probably some good deals at the card show today. Do I need more basketball cards in general right now? Sometimes you have to take stock of where you're at. Don't forget the cards you already have. There's another don't. Like, if I go in and see a few amazing deals on Darius Garland, because they're out there, but I'm like, look, I already have a lot of Darius Garland cards. I do that for fun. I also do that because I think he's got a bright future in the NBA. Uh, I do that because, yeah, I'm a Cavaliers fan. So, but I have enough, right? I, I, you know, it's don't go against your game plan. Don't go against the players that you've already targeted, you've already looked at. For me, going to this show, you've heard me talk about Shea Gilgis Alexander. If there's a great Shea Gilgis Alexander card that someone might be able to negotiate with me on, fine, awesome. I might have to run back home, get some cards to come in and trade. I don't want to pay the Shea just took over the World Cup tournament for two weeks prices on him. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't edit out the coughs either. I'm real. Boom. No, I am. Um, seriously, Shea Gilgis Alexander and maybe a couple of other players are on my radar. But other than that, when it comes to basketball and football right now and baseball, which I don't pretend to know a lot about the baseball card market. I don't. But basketball, guys, part of the part of the reason I'm going to this show is to stay informed on prices, to see what people are doing, to, to see friends and dealers and buyers that I know and uh, that I enjoy seeing at least once a month, sometimes two or three times. 
to, to actually get in and just hang out and, uh, see what's, you know, what's there. Uh, last time, last card show here, in fact, a month ago, I might've even told you this. I negotiate a deal, uh, a, a bundle deal. And maybe that's another thing. If you're buying in person, don't buy just one card from a guy bundle, get discounts, get multiples, uh, different players, different cards, deals that you want because they often give you a package deal because there is often a more negotiating power. The more you buy, they'll even say that to you. I would say as a dealer and as a buyer, don't talk too much. Maybe that's a preference thing, but like as a guy's looking at your stuff or as you're looking at their stuff, um, don't talk too much. Uh, but last time I got into this bundle negotiation deal and I saw this, this, uh, Donruss 2014, I think it's numbered. It better be man. I, I, a Kobe Bryant game worn patch card. How many times have I thought, you know what I really need? I'm really looking for, I really hope I find a Kobe Bryant game worn patch card. And the answer is never, never. I've never said, you know what? I would really like to have one of those. Uh, but I saw it. It looked cool. I'm like Kobe Bryant game worn stuff. That's probably a good thing to have. So I, I'm like, you know what? I should be uh, figuring that in on the deal. And I'm sure I'll be one day glad I did. If any of you guys are interested in it, you know, message me at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. Maybe maybe you'll want to work a trade for it. I don't know. Maybe you want to make me an offer. Uh, I don't usually try to sell cards through the podcast, but, but that was like an impulse. Wow. And sometimes I'm glad I find those. And other times I'm like, oh, man you know, don't buy, don't spend cash. Don't forget cash is king. Uh, don't overthink things. Don't buy players you don't love or cards you don't like just because you think, Oh, somebody's podcast said that's a good investment. Like just because I talk about Tyrese Maxey doesn't mean you have to like him at all. You know, um, it's fun when I hang out with somebody, somebody, are we talking and you're like, Oh man, Tyrese Maxey, uh, he's going to be an all-star this year. He's got, it's, it's nothing but up and to the right for Tyrese Maxey's career. Y'all know, I agree with that. Uh, y'all know I'm like, man, Zion's a great talent, but maybe he'll never be healthy and maybe he'll never be happy. I, I don't know, you know? And so in my world, I'm not risking a lot of money on guys with major question marks, but you might say, Hey man, now's the time to buy John Morant. And I might say, Hey man, have at it. You want to buy mine? Like, I, I don't know what kind of future this kid has and I don't enjoy, uh, tying up my money or space in my card shelf (laughs) on as much as I love watching him play. And as much as a year ago, I was all in on John Morant. We've seen some things about him over the last 12 months that I'm like, eh, sorry, Hans, you know, like, no, I'm not, I'm not there. And uh, you might see some really cool jaw cards with him flexing and young Dolph and everybody making money off those things. Like there, there is, but I'm just, that's just not me. Don't compromise yourself. Don't buy just because you see something cool uh, because there are so many options. Don't be overwhelmed. It is so easy to in this hobby where like Mike and Brad both said to me this week, Hey, even Prism, you got like, 30 parallels of the same card, the same picture, the same guy. Yep. Yep. And I don't have to know every parallel from revolution and all the Chronicles stuff and all the 
higher end national treasures that some of us never see. Like you can never collect <laughs> all the Dwight Gooden rookies. <laughs> you can never collect all the Trey Murphy autos. They're just not going to do it. Shador Sanders. Wait, maybe, maybe some guys only have one, but, uh, but I'm saying walk in with a plan. Don't compromise who you are. Don't buy players you don't love. Don't pay the asking price. Don't forget to negotiate and think trades. Don't rush into a deal. Right? Do some research. If I invest in a stock or I buy a player, I know that player and the card and I've done some. It's, it's great. Like, don't buy without looking at the comps. I've done that too. And look at, look at a bunch of comps and figure out the range of what's there and realize that, hey, buyers are going to pay extra for shipping and tax and sellers are going to pay eBay a commission fee off that. Don't buy impulsively. It's fun. It's exciting. You might say, hey, can you hold that card for me for a minute? I want to look this up. Or I want to see, I want to actually think about what I've got at home. Oh, I already have 200 Darius Garland rookies. Okay, I'm going to pass on this one, even though it's got him in a variation pose. Ooh, I'd rather spend my 20 bucks on Honey Girl Donuts. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go have some donuts, walk around the card show. Might even give you guys another shout out. But hey, I want to say thank you so much for listening, Hoops and Cards fans, my friends, investors, collectors. Thank you for listening wherever you are. If you're a new listener, I'd love to hear from you at Hoops and Cards on Instagram or Gary at HoopsandCards.com. Shoot me an email. Uh, we've added a couple new features to the podcast. I used to have this subscriber model called Hoops Plus. Now it's just, hey, if you want to support the podcast, if you believe in it, if you're getting value from it, if you want to encourage me in the process. I'm not doing this as a... You know, this isn't making money <laughs> and uh, it never has been, but it's fun and uh, it does take some time. It does take some thought. And uh, so if you want to support me, support Hoops and Cards podcast, support our growth, there's a link to do that in Spotify and, and I believe in all of the podcast descriptions on your like Apple podcasts and all that stuff. So it can be as little as 99 cents a month, but click on it, support us. I'd love that. Thank you. Um, do it right now before you forget, uh, you know, send me a shout out and say, Hey, yeah, thank you for doing that. Uh, love getting all the messages from you guys praying for my wife. She's doing awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, sports card investor, you guys that use the market movers app to look up prices and trends and all those things. Thank you. If you want to check that out, marketmoversapp.com or download the app at sportscardinvestor.com and use the hoops and cards. Use that as your promo code. You get a discount. We get a little kickback. Everybody wins. It's a great tool to use uh, if you're just new to this, too, to learn about the trends of cards for the last two years, 10 years, whatever. Use the promo hoops and cards at marketmoversapp.com and at nooffseason.com. There you go, Paul Hickey. There you go. They have lots of great uh, comments, research, current stuff they recommend buying and selling. And I love what they do. You know, if you use Sports Card Investor and Market Movers to look backwards, look at the past and what cards have done or where they're at now. Use nooffseason.com to look forwards and say, okay, what about right now? Cards don't remember what they were worth three months ago, but what are the potentials in front of us? Nooffseason.com. Use hoops and cards as your promo for premium content there. And uh, you will be glad you did. I will be glad you did. And uh, there's my little plug. Guys, I uh, think you're awesome. Keep it up. Hang in there. Don't get discouraged. Do this for fun. It can be profitable. 
it can be something that brings you together and introduces you with friends from all over the world. I'm thrilled to say I've got friends in Germany, Istanbul, Australia, Japan, California, Michigan, Texas, Ohio, baby. Let's go Buckeyes. Wait, they play another team from Ohio today in a game that that should be a layup, but fun to watch Marvin Harrison pile up some yards. So have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. And uh, thank you so much for listening, basketball card investors and collectors. This has been Hoops and Cards. I'm Gary signing off. The one thing they love more than a hero is to see a hero fail, fall, die trying. Um, but, you know, I poke bears. Um, I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40. Hey guys, I, I um, had an interesting thing when I walked into the, uh, the the card show. So there's like, you know, a hundred, seems like hundred tables and different dealers set up with all the stuff they got to sell. And I walk, you know, I, I usually like to have this habit of walking around and seeing what all's there and not really stopping at one table for too long at first, just to see, just to get a feel for the show, who has what. And uh, now I've added to the beginning of my card show you know, visit. I got to go straight to the donut store and dang it. Did I show up at the right time? Man, I, I started talking to, uh, the lady that was working the front desk there at honey girl donuts and they bake them right in front of you on this like little conveyor belt oven thingy. And, uh, I ordered two donuts and then I'm like, ah, forget it. I'm getting six and I'm taking a bunch home. And then they're like, well, why didn't you take these home with you too? And they gave me like two trays full of little donutlets that come out of the oven, like little, little bite-sized donuts. And, um, like, oh my gosh, what are you guys doing to me? So I'm taking those home right now. And then I'll go back to the show. And, uh, as I'm, as I'm doing that, I'm thinking, you know what? There's some stuff I forgot to tell my hoops and cards guys, my hoops and cards dudes. That's you. I don't, we need a name like, uh, the, the hoopsters or the I don't know. What do we call us? Like my, my daughter and all of her friends are Swifties because they love Taylor Swift music. And we're, if you, if you look at basketball cards and podcasts, we're like the hoops and cards is like the Taylor Swift of basketball card podcasts. I don't know what that means. Uh, When I hear Taylor Swift, I think of Stromile Swift who never panned out as a lottery pick from LSU and I, I sit here wondering, are there any excellent basketball players with the last name of Taylor? Maurice Taylor? I don't know. Taylor Horton Tucker? I don't, I don't, I can't think of any Taylors. This is embarrassing. There has to be a Taylor in the NBA right now. It's, it's going to come to me, right? Taylor Hero? I don't know. Anyhow, you guys, I, um... There, there are other things I forgot to say on this podcast, and um, I just, I just hop back on thinking I'm going to tell, tell you all of them, and all I can do is sit here and want to eat another donut. Does that ever happen to you? You start to talk about something, and then you're like, oh, but this, 
oh, but that game or oh, that that those hot wings or that conversation or that song comes on and you're like, oh shoot. I was trying to focus on basketball card stuff I was going to tell you. Here's what it is. I guess it's the Shea Gilgis Alexander thing for me. The last four to six weeks, he's come to the forefront. And along with him, like gradually for me, is Anthony Edwards. As the two guys, I don't have the cards I want of. I have a few cheap, basic Anthony Edwards cards. And I have a few good Shea Gilgis Alexander cards. One of the things I want to do in leveling up my collection and even my investments as a card card guy is, is to try to target a couple of great cards of my guys. It's one thing, and, and you should do that on a budget. Like if you've got five or 10 guys that you really like and you really believe in, it, it's, there's certainly some great deals to be found in the dollar box, the $5 box, the $10 box of just about any player in the league. But I've done that. And maybe it's because I've done that and I just need to try something different. Instead of buying 20 $5 cards of a guy, I need to buy one $200 card of a guy or one $400 card of a guy. Often because when he jumps, those cards jump at a higher value. There's more profit to be had. Sometimes it may be a lesser percentage jump than the smaller value cards, but it's still more money and less work. If I got one card of Tyrese Halliburton there, I just, I just threw a wrench into it saying Halliburton. You all thought I was going to say Maxi. Nah, nah. When Halliburton shuts down SGA tomorrow in the bronze medal game, which by the way is not going to happen at all. Halliburton will not do that. You're probably listening to it after the fact. You're like, yes, he so did. He held Shea Gildas Alexander to 35 points. Right? That's what I'm talking about. Find, I, I'm saying, hold out for the card you want. Because here I am looking at at a, a number of players where I've said, this summer I've said, I've got, I've got some Jaron Jackson cards, but I don't have the Jaron Jackson cards. So I added that to my collection and my display, and I know there will be a time to sell it. Did the same with Jalen Brunson. I did the same with Tyrese Maxey. I actually did the same with Donovan Mitchell and maybe did it prematurely. And I did the same with Kobe Bryant, even though I'm not a Kobe guy. I love Kobe. Respect Kobe. He's awesome. Just not one of the players that I focus on collecting. And, you know, here I am in that situation again where LeBron's my dude. But I don't have any great LeBron card that I'm like, man, I'm really proud to have that card. I really enjoy having that card. Nope. Don't. Net Marvels are cool, but uh, I am out one, one LeBron James rookie that I need or I want to get sometime in the next six months. So that's all I'm saying. I guess I wanted to chime in with the SGA stuff. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. We get it. You think Shy Gilgis Alexander is the next MVP of the league. He might be the next new or first timer, you know, uh, when Joker and Embiid stop winning it, which could be a while, guys. Joker's awesome. All right, that's enough. Long enough episode. Got to get back to eating donuts and then burning them off by walking 4,000 steps in the next hour. See you guys. Have a great weekend. Bye. So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Four seconds left. Ionescu, a long three for the win.